everybody, man. Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. Man, this episode was supposed to be about the recap about the Baltimore Ravens versus the Washington football team from this past Sunday. But we got breaking news. Dwayne Haskins has been benched. Okay? Dwayne Haskins has been benched. And on this episode, I'm going to dive in on that topic as well as this game. Anybody who follows me on Twitter knows that I said that this episode title is going to be named Antonio Gibson. This is an Antonio Gibson episode, but (laughs) with this news coming out this morning, because I'm recording this now and not yesterday, you know, this (laughs) title has to be different. I can't name this the Antonio Gibson episode anymore. But yeah, let's go ahead and dive in on this. So Dwayne Haskins has been benched, and not only did he get benched, He goes from first string to third string. So this next up-and-coming game versus the Rams, Dwayne Haskins is not going to be active. He's going to be inactive. So that means you you are the third string. This means that Kyle Allen is starting versus the Rams, and um, Alex Smith can always come into the game. So let's say, for example, that Kyle Allen goes out there and he's just total trash. And when I say total trash, we're talking about Three interceptions in the first half, you know, he can't complete a pass. He can't gain a first down. And then he might possibly get benched for Alex Smith to come in. But I think that Kyle Allen should play better. I mean, obviously, he knows the offense, okay? So he knows the offense, okay? Not only does he know the offense, he has more experience than Dwayne Haskins. I'm not saying that Kyle Allen is better than Dwayne Haskins. But as of right now, he is the more experienced quarterback. If you look at what Kyle Allen did last year, um, he passed for 17 touchdowns and 16 interceptions. So based off of those numbers and where Dwayne Haskins was headed, they seem kind of similar. So it seemed like had Dwayne Haskins played a full season, I mean, he already had 900 yards passing in four games. Okay? So when you do the math, you'll see that he'll be right under 4,000 yards And then if the trend continues, you know, he'll have about 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. That's if the trend continues or continued. So with Dwayne Haskins being benched, I can understand why Ron Rivera has done it. But you remember, we talked about this a little bit on the last episode. So Ron Rivera said, okay, I'm not going to chase the cheap wins. I'm not going to chase all these, you know, um, all these different uh, things. Like, okay, when Ron Rivera came to D.C., he said he's here to develop these players, right? He's here to play these young guys and to see what he has. But because the NFC East is so bad, the NFC East is so bad that if the Washington football team had better quarterback play, who knows? Maybe they might be 2-2 two and two right now, possibly 3-1 and one with better quarterback play. Now, because an offense is so bad, it can make a defense look so bad. Just just the same. Just the same. So, with a better offense means better defense. But we also have to remember that the running game was not good this season. The running game was not good to start the season. The running game is still not good. We're seeing better things about, about the running game. But, so no running game, no consistent running game, okay? O-line has been a carousel. 
I mean, it's just been going round and round and round. I mean, the O-line has gotten better. I'm not going to lie. The O-line has gotten better every single game. So that also played into this decision. Now, the receiving core and the receivers, including the tight end, has been piss poor. Outside of Terry McLaurin, you really don't have much consistency out of anything. But then that can be blamed on the quarterback play. So this Sunday is going to be very telling. We are really going to get to know a lot about this team come Sunday. I understand Dwayne Haskins was not playing well. Even in the Baltimore game, which we're going to talk about a little bit later in depth, you can see, even though that Dwayne Haskins had over 300 yards passing, no interceptions, but what kind of passes were these passes, okay? you If you look at the game, if you watch the game, or even if you look at the stats or the game log or, like, the play-by-play log, you'll see that these are short passes that went for bigger gains. You know, there were lots of wide receiver screen passes, which I loved, okay? It was a lot of hurry-up, which I loved. And the team really got to use Antonio Gibson properly, which I love. So I felt that the Washington football team could have really had, um, they could have really went a different direction. I don't think that Dwayne Haskins should have been benched, but for the fact that they want to compete to win this NFC uh, least, like I call it, then you can kind of see why Dwayne Haskins got benched. But I've always said, if you bench Dwayne Haskins, this is the end of Dwayne Haskins in D.C. I don't see any scenario where you bench him and then you try to bring him back later on. I mean, his confidence is already is already shut right now. So this guy has been through how many head coaches in a year plus? So he gets drafted by the Washington football team, right? So he comes to D.C. He comes to a franchise that's already terrible, Okay. He comes to a franchise that had a lot of mess going on. Not just in the front office, but then you had a coach who wasn't even a good coach. So, it seems like Snyder wanted Dwayne Haskins, but Jay Gruden did not want Dwayne Haskins. So, that Jay Gruden firing has, I mean, it's so much deeper. It's so much deeper than than um, Jay Gruden not playing well. I mean, not performing well. I mean... You can tell that Jay Gruden did not want Dwayne Haskins. Jay Gruden was even saying that Dwayne Haskins is not ready to be an NFL quarterback. So from that aspect, you got to respect Jay. Jay looked at Dwayne Haskins and just said, you know what? This is my last year. He, he felt that he had a better chance of winning with Colt McCoy and Case Keenum and all these other guys. Okay. So, but where I do blame Jay Gruden is that Jay Gruden did not groom this guy. Jay Gruden did not give this guy ample reps. He didn't even try to groom this guy. He, he didn't even try to make this guy successful. Okay? Jay is thinking, okay, this is not my guy. This is management's guy. This is the owner's guy. This is not a guy that I would have drafted. So, with that being said, a lot happened. A lot happened. Okay? So, now, you got Jay Gruden here. I mean, yeah, you got Jay Gruden here. Then you have Dwayne Haskins here. And they never could coexist, right? Then Dan Snyder knew that if he's hiring a coach, he has to hire a coach that is willing to give Dwayne Haskins all the tools that he needs in order to be successful, right? So 
Dwayne Haskins comes in at the end of the year. He shows some promise. He shows some flashes. And mind you, that Kevin O'Connell, who was the offensive coordinator to finish out the year, him and Dwayne Haskins really had something special. Okay? Then you insert Ron Rivera coming in. Ron Rivera comes in, and Kevin O'Connell and Ron Rivera just didn't see eye to eye. It just is what it is. So Kevin O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell is now out. Now you insert Scott Turner, a guy who his dad has great NFL pedigree, great, great coaching pedigree, but Scott Turner has never been an offensive coordinator. So now you're bringing in Ron Rivera and Scott Turner to work with Dwayne Haskins to hope that everything goes well. You're hoping that this is a perfect marriage. You're hoping that everything goes smooth. Then the season starts, or the season about to start. Name change and all this crap, allegations, all this crap. Then you insert COVID. So now with COVID, that means that this young quarterback cannot get out there and learn this new offense. At least if you kept Kevin O'Connell, you would have had an offense that Dwayne Haskins was comfortable with. Now, I'm not making excuses for Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins was terrible in the games that he's played. Sometimes you see a quarterback come in or a quarterback that's drafted, right, in the first round. And most times you see that it factor. As much as I like Dwayne Haskins, I did not see that it factor from him. There was not a play last season that I can say, you know what? He has that it factor. You've seen guys like Drew Luck come in and kind of have a it factor. Okay? Even when when uh, Drew Luck came in for the, uh, for the Broncos at the end of the year, you kind of saw a spark. You kind of saw something. Okay? Then you, look, then you look at a guy like Garner Minshew. He comes in. I'm not saying that Garner Minshew is as talented as, as these other guys, but he's shown flashes. Daniel Jones has shown flashes last season, not this season, but last season. So you really have not seen Dwayne Haskins take that take that next step, okay? I understand it's a new offense, but there are things that you expect out of a quarterback, out of an NFL-caliber quarterback, okay? And Ron Rivera, I believe, honestly, was willing to work with Dwayne Haskins. He was probably willing to give him the year. Okay, but with the NFC East being so bad, it's anybody's ball game. That's why you insert Kyle Allen. We're going to see if it works. Kyle Allen might go out there and just stink it up. Alex Smith might come in and stink it up. Redskins fans slash Washington football team fans are forgetting that when Alex Smith was the quarterback, a lot of us cried because Alex Smith was dinking and dunking. Now, Alex Smith did not turn over the ball. He played very smart, but he didn't make winning plays. He didn't make plays like you didn't put the ball in Alex Smith's hands and say, yo, carry us. He hasn't done that. I cannot even remember if Alex Smith had any single comeback victories when he was playing. If he did, somebody let me know. I just don't remember that from Alex Smith. What I remember from Alex Smith was the game versus New Orleans and the game versus the Atlanta uh, Falcons where we are down big, where we are down by double-digit points, and he was ineffective on bringing us back, okay? There were times when you needed big plays and you got a check down out of Alex Smith. Now, mind you, with our team having limited weapons, don't expect much from Alex Smith. Does he know the offense? Probably. Did he learn it better than Dwayne Haskins? Most likely. 
But what I am saying is, there's a lot going on that we don't see. I'm pretty sure there's something going on in practice that has not come to the surface yet pertaining to Dwayne Haskins. Now, a lot of times people say it's the black quarterback thing is the black quarterback thing. I'm not going to lie. When we drafted another black quarterback, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work out in D.C. I don't know. Is it something about D.C. and black quarterbacks? It goes back to Jason Campbell. I mean, it goes back to uh, uh, RG3, Dwayne Haskins. There are things. There are signs. You know what I'm saying? Especially, specifically for RG3. The coaching staff, Jay Gruden, wanted Kirk Cousins. I believe that RG3 might have been a management pick. It might have been something that the management wanted to do once again. What I am saying is, I'm not saying that quarterbacks will not be successful if they're black in D.C. My whole thing was, with the type of quarterback that RG3 was, a mobile quarterback, a quarterback who runs and passes, who runs a lot, I didn't want another quarterback like that, regardless of what their race was. Now, Dwayne Haskins coming into D.C., I'm like, okay, well, to me, he was the second best quarterback in last year's draft. Some will say Drew Luck, some will say Daniel Jones, whatever. Everybody has their own opinion. Now, what I did appreciate about Dwayne Haskins was that he was not a mobile quarterback. So then it kind of it kind of like erased that fear that I had that, okay, we're bringing in another black quarterback and then, you know, he possibly gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? But Dwayne Haskins was a different kind of quarterback. He's a pocket quarterback, and he lost a lot of weight then to, you know, get better, get quicker, be able to move and run and do all those different things. That didn't happen. My only knock on Dwayne Haskins was that he talks too much. He's very confident. I like somebody who's confident, but there's a difference between being cocky and being confident. There was a lot of times when it seemed like Dwayne Haskins was talking to like the offensive line, all this rah-rah talk and, you know, what, what I got to do to be better. What I got, you know, I, I get it, man. I get it. You want to you wanna do different things to motivate your team. And he's always been a vocal kind of guy, at least now that I see him in the NFL. I didn't know him with, um, with Ohio State. I didn't really watch him in, in Ohio State. So with that being said, it seems like Dwayne Haskins will have to sit back, learn. I'm pretty sure he's going to get another shot in the NFL, whether it's this season or the next or down the line. At the end of the day, I don't see Washington getting rid of Dwayne Haskins. He's on a rookie contract. Why not ride him out as a backup quarterback if he is not the guy for you? Now, what can possibly happen this season? Kyle Allen can possibly play better. Since he's, in, he, since he's an experienced quarterback, he can play better. He'll be able to hit Terry McLaurin. He'll be able to, you know, hit Gibson. And maybe there might be a connection between Kyle Allen and Logan Thomas. Let's just kind of monitor what happens. Let's monitor if Logan Thomas is able to perform this season. Let's see. We don't know what's about to happen. We don't know what's about to happen. Pretty much anything could happen at this point. And it seems like the team is willing to do what they have to do to make everything work. You know, right now it's all about winning. So my whole thing now that Ron Rivera has switched his mindset to winning, does that mean that he's going to bring in a veteran receiver? Mohamed Sanu's out there. Antonio Brown is out there. You know, are you going to bring in a better tight end? Delaney Walker's out there. All I'm saying is, if you're going to be about winning, be about winning. 
If you're going to be about developing the players, be about developing the players. Don't be about both. Don't 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 say, oh, we want to see what we have, but okay, but now we want to win. Okay? Now, I want to read some notes or share some things that I got from the presser today. So, Ron Rivera got to talk today, and from Ron Rivera's uh, perspective, he was saying that the team had to go in a different direction. So, is it that Daniel Snyder talked to Ron Rivera and said, hey, let's start winning games? Or was it that Ron Rivera said, hey, let's start winning games? Either way, somebody said, let's start winning games. There's some back and forth whether this is Ron Rivera's decision or not to bench Haskins. I believe that it was. Because there were talks. They have met with Dwayne Haskins last week and say, hey, if your play does not get better, if your play does not improve, you will be benched. So Ron Rivera has already said that, that, hey, he's willing to bench Dwayne Haskins. But here's another thing. If you look at the Baltimore game, they designed an offense that can help Dwayne Haskins. If you think about it, Dwayne Haskins has not thrown deep all season. The only time that he's thrown deep was that 39-yard pass to Terry McLaurin in the Baltimore game at the end of the fourth quarter. Like, if you look at it, he hasn't thrown the ball deep. Then you can say, okay, the offensive line is bad. But even when he moves around within the pocket, it, it, he still does not make the right decisions or the right reads. There have been times when somebody's open and he overthrows the ball or he underthrows the ball. So his play has not been great. I understand the talent is not good. So what Ron Rivera said in this past game was that, remember that play when it was a fourth and goal? Fourth and goal. Now, Dwayne Hassels was running around and got sacked and, you know, got out of uh, a, a, a good manageable um, down. So now it became like fourth and 20, even though it was fourth and goal or fourth and 15 or whatever it was. When he got sacked, he got sacked and it just took him way out of the goal, like the whole goal line thing. So that fourth and goal, if you look at it, Dwayne Haskins threw a check down, and I believe it was to Isaiah Wright. Why would you make that play? Why would you make that play? So if it's fourth and goal and your coach is saying to go for it, even though it's from the 10 or 15-yard line, you look at that play as a Hill Mary. You look at that play as a, this is a last resort. So last resorts, you will think common sense will say throw the ball into the end zone. Even if it's an interception, your coach is giving you the green light to go for it. That means when you're going for it, you're going for the touchdown. You're not going for it just to go for it. You're not. Go- this is not a drill. You're going for it to score. You're going for it because you have to go for the touchdown. You have to score a touchdown. Now, that did not happen. So what ended up happening was they threw the ball, and it was a check down. So little things like that, Ron Rivera said that, that that was a test. So little things like that, Ron Rivera has been testing Dwayne Haskins all season. So you can kind of see where Ron Rivera is coming from. So now that we got that covered, all right, so Dwayne Haskins is gone. Um, we'll see what happens. I don't know if he comes back as the guy. He could come back as the guy. He might not come back as the guy. Either way, um, I believe it's the, it's the end of an era in uh in uh in our dc so with that being said we're gonna we're gonna see what happens we're gonna see what happens kyle allen gets to come in i do believe that uh terry mclaurin's numbers go up and antonio gibson's numbers go up now does this move result in a win i don't know does this move result in the offense playing better possibly possibly i mean it's a guy who's a veteran right 
so to speak, is a guy who knows the offense, right? So why not? Now, I know I'm all over the place, man. I just have a lot to say, a lot to talk about. So, Ron Rivera has been testing Dwayne Haskins all year. Then when you then when you listen to the Scott Turner presser, Scott Turner said um, for for Dwayne Haskins being benched, it wasn't about the big plays or making the big plays. It was about making the right plays. So that means that they've been evaluating this guy. You know, when it's a third and short or when it's a third and long, is Dwayne Haskins making the right plays? That's number one. Number two, the, the, the next thing that I got out of the Scott Turner's uh, presser was he said that um, when he was asked, was this a move to win now? And then, you know, somebody also mentioned that, you know, Ron Rivera talked about developing the players and not really chasing wins. And then Scott Turner says he prepares for his guys to win, regardless of what Ron Rivera is talking about. So I kind of love that. You know, they, they were trying to get Scott Turner to throw Ron Rivera under the bus. But Scott Turner answered that question beautifully because it's not about what the coach is saying, you know, that he wants to do. You have to prepare with a mindset that you want to win as much as you're preparing, as much as you're grooming. So with that being said, the third thing that I got out of this presser for Scott Turner was he said that he wants to make sure that Haskins uh, is not developing bad habits. And if you look through training camp, if you look at all the signs, there were some things that Dwayne Haskins was doing that was bad habits. Example, staring down his wide receivers. Now, he'll say that he doesn't stare down his wide receivers, but we've we've seen the evidence. We've seen the evidence so many times, so many times. So we're not even going to talk about that right now. But um, also, Scott, Scott, uh, Scott Turner said that he wants to make sure that Haskins gets to take a step back See the game from a different perspective and learn. So what that means is, okay, how is his attitude during practice? How is his attitude during the game? Is he engaged? Is he off to the side? So today there was a little video that popped up. You know what I'm saying? You know, Dwayne Haskins was kind of pissed off. You know, Kyle Allen was taking passes. And he was kind of just distant from the team. I mean, if you're inactive, right? And so the focus is going to be Kyle Allen and um, Alex Smith. And I believe the other quarterback was uh, getting some reps as well. So it kind of seemed like he wasn't getting reps that moment, but it, it just kind of seemed like he was pissed off. He had his arms crossed. Ron Rivera said that, you know what? He expects Dwayne Haskins to be mad. I mean, that's great. I mean, you go from first rounder to starter to captain to third string. So another thing that I want to know, somebody let me know. So Dwayne Haskins is a captain. Is he stripped of that captain badge? Because I've never seen a captain who doesn't dress. I've never seen a captain who's a third stringer. So somebody let me know. When I drop this episode and I put the thing out on Twitter or Facebook, let me know what you think about anything. And if there's anything that I I talk about that you don't agree, let's talk about it, man. Everything that I do is for for the fans, for us, to kind of engage in and talk about. So... That was a Scott Turner presser right there. Then I got to hear a little bit from Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen was talking about his journey to the NFL, being undrafted. Dallas gave him a call. But also, Scott Turner, when he was in Carolina, got to meet with Kyle Allen and have dinner. So that kind of relationship, that kind of, okay, this guy is going to meet with me and then put his name on the line for me, I'm going to choose that organization. So I believe from a coach 
in player perspective, Kyle Allen and Scott Turner are tight. They're tight. So let's just hope that their tightness uh, produces wins. We all want to win. As much as some of us might like Dwayne Askins, some of us might not like Dwayne Askins. At the end of the day, whether you love him, you hate him, you like him, you don't like him, whether you whether you think he's good, whether you think he sucks, whether you think he, he has talent, whether you think he doesn't have talent, at the end of the day, Washington football team want to win games. We want to win games. So if we can get into the playoffs this year, that's great. I mean, anytime you, you can get into the playoffs, is great. Okay? Now, I've seen an article about possible quarterbacks that the Washington football team can get next year. You're already looking ahead because, like I said, the, the, the Dwayne Haskins era is over. It's over. Okay? Now, that does not mean that Dwayne Haskins can't come back and be the starter next year. Okay? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you got Kyle Allen, if he plays well, he could be a bridge. Okay? If Alex Smith, for some reason, gets in and plays well, his contract runs through 2022. That's a possibility you bring him back in 2021. Now, you also have Dwayne Haskins. Maybe he develops at some point. He can possibly be a guy for next year. Then you look at the veterans. Um, You look at a guy like Cam Newton. I mean... I mentioned him today. Somebody said, why would he leave a winning franchise to come here? But then again, the New England Patriots might just have other plans. So it's more than just Cam Newton wanting to say, or, you know, I choose them. They have to choose you. So it has to be a mutual thing. It has to be a mutual thing between Cam Newton and New England Patriots. So don't rule that out. Then you look in the draft. You got, you know, Trevor Lawrence. There's no way I see Washington football team drafted number one overall. So. That's going to be between the Giants and the Jets. Hopefully, he goes to the Jets. I don't want to see Trevor Lawrence in the NFC least next year. So, then you look at a guy like uh, Trey Lance. You know, I mean, it's been a lot of hype. It's been a lot of hype around this guy. Justin Fields. A lot of hype around that guy. But I don't see the football team drafting another quarterback from Ohio State. Especially one that's mobile. So, I mean, a lot can happen between now and later. But we're going to focus on the rest of this season. Let's see what Kyle Allen does. Let's see if Kyle Allen goes out there and plays well. Let's see. So let's talk a little bit about the Baltimore Ravens game. Um, this game, I actually predicted Baltimore winning 37-17. to I was close. The final score was 31-17. to um, Dwayne Haskins did not look bad, but he didn't look great either. I didn't see any passes, like I said, go forward, except for that one deep pass. Every pass was within five to ten yards. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it was a lot of uh, wide receiver screens. So Isaiah Wright, uh, Dwayne, uh, I mean, um, Terry McLaurin caught some. Logan Thomas caught a few. There was, some, uh, there was some screen passes to Antonio Gibson, which I loved. So let's talk about Antonio Gibson, man. Antonio Gibson, the main man out of Memphis. This guy right here, man, he's a weapon, man. He's a weapon. He's a home run hitter, and he almost had a home run touchdown. He, he almost had a home run touchdown. And um, it was a beautiful screen pass, and he just took it. He almost took it the distance, then he got caught. They got to use Antonio Gibson very, very well. This was my criticism on Scott Turner. My whole criticism on Scott Turner was that he wasn't getting Antonio Gibson involved. Now, you say you want to run this offense and make him a Christian McCaffrey 2.0, but I didn't see any Christian McCaffrey-type-like plays ran for Gibson. 
And then, then again, it could be the quarterback. It could be the quarterback. Because there's a lot of times that Gibson is open in the flat. Gibson is open on the curl. Gibson is open across the middle. Gibson is open a lot. And then Dwayne Haskins doesn't get the ball to Gibson. So the screen pass was, oh, like the little quick screen. That was a great way to get Gibson the ball. He's still learning how to be an actual running back in terms of running through the tackles and just actually running the ball. But receiving the ball, we all know that he's a pretty good receiver. We all know he has top speed. We all know who he is as a receiver. So my whole beef with Scott Turner was, why are you not getting Antonio Gibson the ball often and frequent? So, man, Antonio Gibson was just a monster, man. He he, he looked great. He looked great. And that gave me promise. Like, it's like hope. There's hope there. There's hope there that he can be a guy. But that does not mean that we're not looking for a complete, a fully complete running back. But let's see how he develops going forward. Either way, you need two backs. In today's world, in this today's NFL, you need two running backs. You need two running backs who can do it all. A perfect example was is the Green Bay Packers. They drafted Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones the same year. I remember that. And... Jamal Williams started off as the guy, then he lost the job, then Aaron Jones came, took the job, then Jamal Williams came back, took the job, then eventually Aaron Jones ran away with the job. Now, almost four years later, we are now seeing that Aaron Jones is the better running back. He can catch the ball, he can run the ball. I mean, he leads the NFL in touchdowns uh, in the past three years. I mean, nobody has more than him, okay? So... I'm saying this to say that the running back position is something that you have to continue to add. You have to continue to build. You can never have more than enough good running backs. I mean, a situation where Melvin Gordon and Eckler. Now Eckler's the main guy. A lot cheaper than Melvin Gordon. You know, so it seems like every team has two running backs. Even the really good teams. Look at um, um, Christian McCaffrey. They have Mike Davis, and Mike Davis has stepped in and played similar to uh, Christian McCaffrey. If you play fantasy football, you know exactly what I'm talking about. In terms of production, Mike Davis has been there. So you look all around the league. Every team has two backs that you can rely on. Even uh, the Cowboys. They have uh, Pollard. Pollard is a very good running back. From Memphis as well. So Memphis has just been producing pretty good running backs. So Antonio Gibson was used beautifully. Um, other things that happened in the game. Will Fuller got, I mean, um, Kendall Fuller got two interceptions, but if you look at both picks, both picks kind of pretty much just fell in his lap. So I can't really take those two picks and say, oh, man, Kendall Fuller played an amazing game to get two interceptions. Those two interceptions were just random. You know, both of them, both of them. Both the one that uh, Lamar threw and both the, uh, and also the one that RG3 threw. So all in all, defense wasn't great. Landon Collins has looked pretty, pretty bad, man. That tackle on Lamar Jackson. Are you kidding me? And for the fact that we pay Landon Collins so much, he's not, he hasn't produced the way that I thought that he would. Now, let's see what happens when Chase Young comes back and, you know, they have an extended period together. Let's kind of see. Like, I mean, Landon Collins, you're brought in to be a box safety, quote unquote. You're brought in to be a guy that can tackle the ball. I mean, that, that you know, that can tackle and make plays and create pressure and do all those different things. You're not doing it. So, I don't know what's going on there. So, um, don't really have much to talk about the game. Um, offense looked uh, okay, but not great. Defense didn't look good. It was the Baltimore Ravens. So, from that aspect of it, 
Now, one thing that I would say is that I'm 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 loving Isaiah Wright. I'm loving Isaiah Wright, and I'm also loving that Stephen Sims is not on special teams. Hopefully, the team can just have some common sense and say, you know what, we don't want to put Stephen Sims out there on special teams. Okay, you know, let Strowman, let all these other guys that you have do special teams, and let uh, Stephen Sims come in and do some things. Now that you have Kyle Allen, who's a guy who who knows the system, maybe you can see. Steven Sims in some Curtis Samuels type role. Maybe now it's time to start seeing the the uh, throws to the running backs that, that we've been hearing about. So, hey, Scott Turner, we're watching. <laughs> Ron Rivera, we're watching your every move. The franchise wants to win, but at the same time, we want to have a sense of direction. We kind of want to know what are we doing? If we're competing to win, like I said, we got to bring in some winners. We got to bring in more talent. More talent. You can't just be goofing off anymore. It's like, it's like, it's not, if you say you're going to win, let's put our team in the best position to win. Of course we all want to win. But at the same time, we want our players to be developed and for us to have homegrown talent that we can enjoy for the next five to ten years. That's always the goal. We want to groom our own guys. We want to pay our own guys. So let's see what happens, man. The season is going to go quick. We're already four weeks in. We play the Rams. Um, I'll be doing a preview for that uh, uh, for that matchup specifically. We'll dive more into the kind of things that Kyle Allen likes to do on offense and what Scott Turner likes to do. We'll also take a look at what um, the Rams bring to the table in terms of their offensive attack. We're also going to talk about their newly found running game. So, guys, this is the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it, man. Please be sure to give me a review on Apple. Uh, please rate. Please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, also, follow me on Twitter, at Back Row Redskins. I love y'all. Y'all be safe. Y'all be good.